I love reading romance, even with my mom. Historical, paranormal, a good rom com. We both like a grump, an alpha, and a beard. But reading with my mom, well, it gets kind of weird. I'm reading steamy scenes, getting bothered and hot. But if mom is asking, I read it for the plot. We look for swoony scenes, those moments that delight. Communication's good, and the banter's so right. So if you'd like to read along and join the group, here's a little secret I'll let you into the loop. It's just a little show that we like to dub, not your mom's romance book club. Welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me as always is my mom. Hi mom, how's it going? Hello Ellen, it's going quite well. So today we are chatting about Blindsided by Amy Dawes, but first, Mom, what have you been reading and watching? Well, this is the only thing I read this week, right? Yes. Yeah, I think so. I read another book. What? At it, what point did you read another it book? It was for <laughs> children. Oh, yeah. Um, it's called The Miraculous Journey of Edward Tulane by Kate DiCamillo. And I bawled like a wee baby. <laughs> um, the plot of it is rather strange, but I cried nonetheless quite profusely. Um, then watching, I was trying to think what we've been watching, and I know we have been watching something. We watched Taskmaster, because that's what I wanted to watch. As it's... Father's Day, as of the day that we're recording this. <laughs> um, my dad wanted to watch this show that we used to watch, especially with my brothers growing up. It was on Spike TV Network, or whatever it was called. And it's called Most Extreme Elimination Challenge. It's a very silly show. But it's pretty dang funny. It's pretty dang funny. I don't know if you could get away with it these days. <laughs> yeah, it's very, like, early 2000s. Um, just chuck full of sexual innuendo and... Yes, it is. It's basically Wipeout. It's, they took a Japanese show that is the show Wipeout, and then they dub over humorous sports commentary. Um, and it's, it's, it's humorous, to be sure. Um, I went camping. We did a, like youth camp with the kids at church that are teenagers. So I attended that and I feel like I'm still recovering from that <laughs> lately. Just from lack of sleep. Our first night was like crazy, crazy windy. I can't express to you how windy it was. And so I'm still just getting over. I so also, you didn't sleep well. I did not sleep well. My main problem too was that the night before I went camping, I made ill choices and stayed up watching YouTube and TikTok um, until 6.30 in the morning. So I was running on about two and a half hours well, of sleep. That sounds like it's on you. I know, but <laughs> I did not anticipate not sleeping at all the next night. Um, I, I fell down this rabbit hole with this guy named Harry Mack on YouTube and TikTok. And he's like a freestyle rapper. His videos are very entertaining if you guys want to check them out. Um, and he's crazy talented at just coming up with raps off the top of his head. It's insane. He's more talented than you and your rap prowess. <laughs> yeah, I'm such an, I'm so talented. Um, <laughs> 
So that's what I've been watching a lot of this week. Um, okay. Today we are chatting about Blindsided by Amy Dawes. This is the second book in her Harris Brothers World series. So it's basically just an extension of the Harris Brothers series, which is itself six books. Blindsided is preceded by one book called Payback and followed by two books, Replay and Sweeper. That aren't out yet. No, they're both out. All the whole series is out. I thought it said Replay was coming out in 2023. No. It's out. Okay. And I wasn't paying attention. No, you weren't. You never are. Um, I've read all the Harris Brother books. I'm I'm pretty sure I've read most, if not all, of the Harris Brother books. I've read all the Harris Brother books. I just haven't read the payback book. The one about Roan and Allie. I haven't read their book. And then the after book. I have read all of the Harris Brothers except for some, like, 3.5 Harris Brothers wedding book. Yeah, I haven't read that either. And then I haven't read Payback, so I just haven't read any of... This is my first book. In I this would series. like to say, we've met Amy Dawes multiple times, and she is delightful. She is delightful. She's and just a truly sweet. lovely person. Yes. So. Yes. Agreed. I'm going to start with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, so um, obviously we... this. I mean, Amy Dawes is somebody that we keep up with. Like, we enjoy her books. Um, here is the back cover description for, and we've previously done, I'm, n- I'm never get it right. Wait for it. Wait with me. Wait. Wait for me. Wait, wait with me. Wait with me. Wait with me. That, yes, here it is. Wait with me. Correct. Thank you. I got it right. I knew better than you for Which once is, ever. If you don't, if you don't know the story <laughs> behind that, that book, it's quite humorous and I encourage you to check it out because it's based on a fairly amusing real life situation um that where Amy Dawes used to write books out of a tire shop because they had good coffee in the wait in the waiting room <laughs> she would sit in the waiting room and write <laughs> and so she basically wrote a book about that um anyway we we previously did that book i think that's the only Amy Dawes that we've covered on the show though i think you're right um okay here is the back cover description for blindsided What happens when an almost 30-year-old virgin agrees to let her Scottish footballer best friend give her some lessons in seduction? Lots of banter, awkwardness, jealousy, and heat. Midfielder McClay Mac Logan is a loudmouthed, tattooed ginger content with focusing on football. But when an adorably freckled seamstress comes barreling into his life, he finds Netflix and bickering with her to be his new favorite pastime. Freya Cook is used to being the invisible woman with a needle and thread, offering cheeky punchlines as she helps dress London's finest. She's plus-sized in body and spirit, and other than her friendship with Mac, talking to the opposite sex is one skill she never mastered. However, after one innocent game of Never Have I Ever, Mac offers to play love coach for Freya. What neither of them see coming are the feelings that develop when the clothes come off. Now they're both about to learn the biggest lesson of all. Don't fall in love with your best friend. Mom. First, I kept saying that this series was rugby last week, and it's not rugby. I was getting the sport confused with the L.H. Causeway and Penny Reed series. This one is soccer. Well, it's football. If football, you're, whatever. If you're in London. You know what I mean. Um, okay, Mom, what did you think of Blind Sighted? I'm going to give it a really like. Yeah. There's, because I really liked it. 
I mean, it was, it kept me engaged. I read right through it. I will say, yes. I was so, like, I was really grateful to have a book that just immediately well, it, I got it in. Was, the timing was, the pacing was good. The, I mean, it was just, yes. It, you just get right into it. Mm-hmm. It's it's an enjoyable read. Mm-hmm. There is stuff about it that bugs me. Yeah. Um, but pacing and structure and... Banter all, is good. Yeah. Um, I was very grateful to just have, like, an honest-to-goodness, through-and-through romance novel. Yes. I feel like we haven't had that in a while. Well, we. it seems like a lot of ours are, you know, gromance. Yeah. Women's fiction or YA or, you know, we're finding all these other categories that they would which fit into. Which is good. But, which is fine, yeah. And we like um, to read other stuff. But, yeah, we just haven't read a good straight-up... Down and Dirty Romance. Yes. And this one does get down and dirty. <laughs> um, I'm also really like, uh, like we said, I, we are inclined to enjoy an Amy Dawes. Yes. Even if, like, I mean, she's a good, like, true, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know that I have any of hers that are like, I love this book, but her books are always just really enjoyable. Um and fun and steamy and yeah i mean it's just they check all the boxes yeah um but yes i also have some issues with this one that keep it from being a love um and i'm i think well as we get into talking about it i think there are issues that are there on purpose because i i think that she's aware that there's going to be growth from this. Yeah. But, um, I mean, a lot of the stuff that we're going to talk about is stuff that, yeah, I agree, is intentional and part of, an intentional part of the conflict or an intentional part of the characterization because I have some, well, let's just get into it. Okay. What did you think of Freya as our heroine? Because this is a section where I have some slight, but I (laughs) I think you have more than me, actually. Well, I don't know about more. I Because I did really like Freya. I really liked... Here's my problem. When I read, um, this seems to happen so often when we read books about, you know, um, curvy heroines, can we say, about mm-hmm. girls who are on the plumper side. Yeah, plus size. Plus size heroines, which, you know, I'm not going to be judgy because heaven knows, were a book written about me, I would fall in the plus size heroine category. So I, that's not my quibble. My quibble is, is they're always like, at the beginning, they're always like, I'm not ashamed of my body. And then they spend the rest of the book being ashamed of their body. Yeah. And to the point where it becomes an well, annoyance to me sometimes. I think, okay, because you were saying that about this, and I, and so I was kind of thinking about that while I was reading. First of all, her thing, <laughs> and this is a total defense mechanism of any plus-sized girl, and it's the, um, I'm just going to call it out, because if I call it out, nobody else can call it out. Right. And if, and it's, like, straight-up facts, I know that, like, I mean, like... I know this about myself. Facts in the, uh, BMI, like, overweight, obese category, me, Ellen, falls in obese, and I, I, you know, facts, like, that's just... Right. <laughs> that's just how it is. And so, you know, but if I were, like, to call myself obese, people are like, oh, my gosh, no. And I'm like, 
facts. Like, that's, <laughs> according to, like, science, that's what I science. am. Science. <laughs> um, and so, I mean, so she gets flack for that, but I, I totally understand what she's saying. The whole, like, I don't have a problem with me, but I'm going to call out the fact that I'm overweight, etc. Here's my other thing that I was thinking about. She goes on, she does talk a lot about being on the, on the plumper side, the overweight side. Um, but as I got thinking about it, she's a bit hard on herself, but that is also fairly accurate when you are in the head of an overweight girl who is in the dating scene. Right. I mean, I agree. Is because I was like, the thing is, is I would totally be like, because you were saying like, she talks a lot about, and I'm like, I totally do this too. Like, um, it's just really hard to not be thinking a lot about that when you're, especially if you're with a guy who looks like that. Right. Like. Not like that, but like that. Yeah. Like. Like what he looks. Yes, exactly. <laughs> where you're just like, what the hell do you want with me? Like, you look like that. I mean, I I recognize that we shouldn't think that way, but you totally And I'm sure there are, are plenty of guys, I mean, although there are plenty of those guys who would like this skinny little models, I think there's plenty of guys, too, that like a little, you know, junk in the trunk. And... Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, while I recognize criticism that she talks about it too much, um, and and, you know, we don't love when anything, especially, like, body-related, becomes everything about their personality. But I think here, more for me, how I saw it was that's not so much about her personality. That's not, like, what defines her as a person. But it does come up a lot when she's dating. Well, and she definitely has insecurities. I mean, yeah. and... As you... I mean, yeah, as, as everybody... I really like the conversation that all the girls have where it's, <laughs> where I can't even, um, it's, the, uh, the lying, the voice see is, you next Tuesday or something yeah. like that. Something about the voice in their heads and, yeah. and being a, a, <laughs> mom just whispered it. Um, <laughs> but, um, I did like that cause it's like, yeah, we all, no matter what we look like, we all have that voice in our head that gets after us about something, something that we're not happy about in our lives, whether it's our body or our relationships or whatever, uh, um, you yeah. know. And so I did like that. Um, but I guess that's where I fall on her with her relationship with her body. Well, and we did see growth in her, which... which because I'm okay with a lot of this stuff as long as I see some growth in the character. And we did mm -hmm. see growth in her. And we did see her at the end. And not just because I think she you know, dropped some weight after her and Mac had their problems. But because I think she literally became more like F this stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, so I'm okay with the insecurities and the stuff as long as I see the growth. Because I, if I don't, then I don't feel like we've made it all the way through what needs to get through. Yeah. Agreed. Um, <clears throat> here's the other thing with Freya, though. Um, and I can... So, I identified a bit with Freya, right? Because you've got an overweight 30-year-old virgin. Yes, we do. <laughs> um, 
But here's the thing, and I know that there's some listeners who also echo this. Um, I have a hard time buying that a 30-year-old virgin is this naive to where... there was a lot of things. I mean, I get, like, not knowing what a dirty Sanchez is or whatever, like, you know. Um, But there's some other stuff that she didn't know, and I'm like, girl, really? Well, especially if she's been hanging out with these Harris brothers and their wives and all that. It's like... Like, she didn't know, I think, like, 60... Did she not know what... She didn't know what 69 was. She didn't know what 69 was. She did... There was other stuff where I was like... I... And this might be a Mac thing, but when he says 69 is for teenagers that are just trying to hurry and get through, I was like, amen, brother. (laughs) (laughs) There's a comedian that we like who he has this whole bit about how... You know, when he's a 13-year-old boy, he's like, 69, oh, uh, 69. And then he's like, and then I tried it, overrated. Yeah. Like, he's <laughs> like, just all of it is bad. Um, anyway. Um, but there was, a, there was a few things where I'm like, girl, really? Where she didn't, and I just could not buy that. Especially if she's a virgin who wants to have sex and is not like saving herself for some religious purposes or whatever. I mean, I'm even somewhat that and I still know what all this stuff is. <laughs> Granted, I read romance novels, but still, it was kind yeah. of insane to me the stuff that she didn't know. Granted, she's watching cheesy uh horse shows <laughs> from I <laughs> maybe want to watch it though. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like, you know, maybe one that you and dad could get into together. I don't know. Well, it, there are horses. But yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. But they're Canadian horses. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, uh, yeah. That stuff, I was a little bit like, mm, but I don't know. If she was younger, maybe I'd buy it, but. Well, if it was a historical, then yes. Yes, exactly. But this is a modern I don't know. And, like, she got some stuff that, and then I'm like, well, how do you know about that? But then not. Well, she didn't know what Netflix and chill is. And it's like, okay. (laughs) I mean, I had to be told what that is, but. It was, like, 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah, it was, like, 20 years ago, and I'm 60. So. Yeah. Um, So, that's what I'll say about that. Um, Other than that. I thought a lot of the, um, I thought a lot of the virgin stuff was actually, I mean, we're going to talk about, like, the whole premise of them, um, sleeping together, but, uh, I thought a lot of her, like, feelings about, (laughs) I thought, okay, here's what I'll say. I thought that the whole thing about her kind of just wanting to get it over with and, um, and that she kind of gains more confidence as she kind of gets to know that side of herself. I I bought into that, I will say. Yeah. I mean, not that I can speak to that from experience, but um, there are certain steps that I've taken um, physically that made me more confident in relationships in general. Um if that's me, or like with the opposite sex, just because it's like, okay, that thing is no longer like a scary thing to me, a scary thing to me. So like now I can feel more confident and less like, well, um, with the opposite sex. 
Yeah, I think everyone goes through that where it's like, oh, my first kiss, my first kiss, and then you have your first kiss, and you're like, okay, I, I, that's behind me now. I can yeah, move like, forward. Oh, uh, making out, making out. Oh, okay, that is now <laughs> something I've done. Yeah. And then, you know. Yeah, so you so don't sit and, so and second guess every little thing that happens. Yes. You, you've got more confidence in that yeah. area. So I, I bought it. into yes. that. Um, okay. What did you think of Mac as our hero? Um, I liked Mac until I didn't. Yeah, that's the same here. But I guess in Mac's defense, he was going through. Well, we'll talk about that all when we get to okay, conflict. Because I, there's a lot of stuff he does that I'm like, oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. No, I was. not just... Not just the scene in the car where he Correct. says terrible things. Correct. Um, there was a lot of stuff that I was like, oh, ugh, honey. Yeah. So, but prior to the conflict, um, I did really like Mac. I thought he was very sweet with her. And um, even though he's a bit of a douche during the conflict, he kind of comes back around. I know we're going to talk about the conflict, but. Yeah, so stop. Okay. I can't help it because that's where. My Mac issue. Okay, is. so let's talk about him outside of that. Why okay. is that so difficult? Um, kilt, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was there's a lot of funny little like scenes with I mean and okay, here's here's what I'll say about them though that kind of pissed me off. Um is they kept talking about how and everybody's like, Oh, you guys fight all the time, blah 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 blah. And I never really like bought into that all the time. Um that they like hate each other or what like I don't know they they always kind of had this like combative thing that they were like saying that they did but I never like saw it happen that much well it's not like they like obviously hated each other because they didn't it was more yeah. of a, I mean your dad and I you know argue and fight like do that. you yeah we do I don't know if you notice this <laughs> Here's the problem with living with your parents, you guys, <laughs> is you end up in the middle of arguments. That, Am I right, Ellen? <laughs> that you don't want to be in the middle of. Um, but here's the thing. She's usually on my side. <laughs> usually. Sometimes I'm not, I know. Mom. I know. I know. I know. I'll call both of oh, you out. Oh, trust me. I'm aware of when you're not. <laughs> yeah, because I'll call both of you out when you're being stupid. That's true. Um. Anyway. Anyway, I don't know how much you guys like that or not, but um, no, I I liked Mac. I here was one problem I had the whole thing about um, she's my best friend, he's my best friend, she's my best friend, which is fun. I, I get it, they they really talk about that a lot, which seems mm -hmm. weird in a friendship to just always be saying, Hey, this is my best friend. Well, and for the for the argument of you know that this never works. Because oh that's, gosh. that's like such a well, I mean, I mean the whole, when Harry met Sally conundrum, you know, men and women can't be friends, which, you know, I don't necessarily agree with, but, um, I don't know for that, for that thing to never, for that well-known philosophy for lack of a better word to never come up. It's like, come on guys, come on. We yeah. know that this, like societally we know that this does not work well and just the whole the whole premise of we're just gonna have sex for a month and then we'll just be friends after that it's like yeah that's not gonna happen yeah so that's one of my questions is okay well i don't want to well mess up your anyway but mac i thought he was very sweet i i liked him a lot um i wish that i had gotten to know him in previous books because obviously he's in previous books yeah and so he must have just been in the last book because I don't remember him from the other books. That's maybe me too. he was, and it was just such a small side character that it just never, yeah, stuck with me. Um, but the one thing I was going to say is 
the whole thing about them being best friends. And, and then even during sex, they bring up the thing about being friends. And I'm like, this just seems like a weird time. I don't know. To be calling each other pal, pal. and buddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, yes, but... Um, his, the, all, the whole Scottishness of him, I was like, yeah, I was on yes, board with that. Please give me yes. some more. And take me that. to some Highland games. And... Yes. I know. Mom and I keep talking about how our next trip needs to be Scotland. And I keep trying to think, I'm like, we need to go during the Highland games just so, yes, you know. Yes, we do. <laughs> so that I can observe that yeah. in action. See that in action. Yeah. The, the whole kiltness. Yes. Um, okay. I feel that I felt greatly helped in that I have read most of the Harris Brothers books. I've read, I think I'm looking at it now, I've read all of them. But I think you've read even more of these books than me, but maybe not. I don't think I have, because like I said, I read all the Harris Brothers books, but I haven't I've read, read Payback. Payback, and that's um, the only one in between, so... So do you think this one can be read as a standalone? Um, it it would lose something if you didn't know all these yeah. characters. There's a on. lot of people that, like, pop up, and I don't know, for me, I always like to... I'm a, I'm a purist, generally, um, in wanting to read the whole series in order, um... So, and I, I just feel like for me, I would be like, but who are all these people? I, I can tell that they've all had books because they're all happily married, happily married and, and in love and have children. Yeah. Um, I was okay though with not having read payback because I quickly figured out that Allie is a Harris cousin Yeah, and, um, Rowan obviously is. Uh, someone who I remember him from the Harris brothers books, I think. Oh, I don't remember. I barely remember the Harris Brothers. In fact, when I was going through, I was like, okay, Tanner and Poppy, okay, yeah, all right, I okay, I, I'm getting... Yeah. I do sometimes go back and read, like, the back cover descriptions on Goodreads. I didn't in this case because I was just trying to get it done, but... Um, well, I think as, as we went on, I think I remembered most of them. Um, but, I mean, it's... I think it just comes down to your own personal preference, Um I think it can be read as a standalone as long as you're fine reading about a lot of happily married couples that mean nothing to you. Yeah. Um, but honestly, if you haven't read the series, it's a really good series. It's a fun series. Like, I wouldn't say it's, like, anything earth-shattering, but um, her books are very fun, especially if you enjoyed this one, you know, yeah. remotely. And, and they're very rom-commy and, yeah. and entertaining. And, you know, the they're all, like, hot soccer yeah. players in yeah they England, are so well and there's a whole backstory of their family and i mean so it ends gareth because gareth has two books yes. right the older brother has two books yeah. and um so there's the whole family dynamic thing that takes place throughout the you know like an arc in the books and it's it's very good i cried i remember crying at the end of his book when the whole family is the whole family um going through stuff so this is kind of what we were alluding to earlier but when will these people get that a friends with benefits thing never works never works and so what did you make of that premise of him helping to indoctrinate his virginal friend well i get like you said i get her like i just want to get this you know this pendulum that's hanging over my head i just want to get it out of the way yeah um which isn't a very romantic way 
to lose your virginity. However, he was very sweet about everything. Yeah. And, um... Like, kind of unbelievably sweet at times. And, um... But, I, you know, I, obviously it's because he actually does want to tap that. Yeah. And um, he actually does have feelings for her. Yeah. That he just, like, won't... Won't admit cop to. Cop to. Um, I... Um, yes, he was very sweet with her. And, uh, but I just can't, like I said, I just can't buy into this fact that people are just like, oh yeah, this will be fine. Yeah. This, and we can totally just still be friends afterwards. <laughs> I don't know how they think that this is not going to alter their friendship because it's either going to, you know, enhance it and, and strengthen their relationship or it's going to destroy their relationship. Yeah. It can only go one of two ways. Yeah. So, you know, is are you willing to wish, are you willing to risk that with your friendship? Yeah, which, you know, we're gonna talk about the conflict too. But like when things start going south, I'm like, yeah, you guys, duh, obviously, <laughs> this, like this was bound to happen. Yeah, um, and <laughs> you know, I it's kind of like with some of our other um romance tropes, but I think this whole like friends with benefits trope. There's a certain suspension of belief. Yeah, that has to take place because it's like, I just have a hard time. You know, I mean, I don't know. Maybe there are people who aren't as embroiled in the romance genre as we are to know that, like, this would never work, you guys. Like, (laughs) I, I don't, it never works in romance novels and I wouldn't even think that it would work very well in real life. Yeah, absolutely. Well, not when you say it never works, what you mean is it never doesn't affect the it, friendship. It never, yeah, it never, they, it never goes the way they set out for it to work. Right. It never goes with like the, oh, neither of us will ever catch feelings. Yeah. Um, we're just going to get it out of our systems yeah. and then we're going to be fine. And... Everything is just going to be hunky-dory and no feelings will be hurt and, you know. Yeah. Cool. Great. It's like, no, you guys. Dumbasses. I had, just in case we didn't talk about it, to talk about her body issues, but I feel like we've... Yeah, I think we've touched that. Yeah. Okay. So... The next question is, what did you make of the conflict? And so I'm thinking that th- I'm I'm considering this to be, let me give a brief summary. His grandfather, who um, is... He's bit, very close with. He's very close with. And his grandfather is who got him into football and... Um, told him never to have... Told him woman? to never be distracted by a woman and only focus on football. So it's kind of given Mac these, you know, ideations of... I can't get in a relationship. I can't be in a relationship. So his grandfather tells him that he's only got a few months to live. He has cancer and he's going to be dying soon. And Mac knows that it's always been his grandfather's wish to see him play for his favorite team, the Rangers, which are based out of Glasgow. So he decides to transfer from this team with the Harris brothers um, to Glasgow and move away from Freya and leave his team behind. Um, So he tells Freya, she gets very upset and... 
he decides this all on his own overnight. Correct. And and, and just like <clears throat> blindsides not just her, but everybody with it. Correct. His friends, his teammates, her and his roommate. And his... when he tells her, he really he doesn't even like want to talk about the even the option of like dating long distance or him or her coming with him. Um which we'll talk about. But I'm still I'm still recapping here. Um so they're they're separated for some time. He's having a tough time in Glasgow. So Rowan goes to um Freya and she and he says she's he's having a tough time. He's really struggling. I think it would be really helpful if you went and saw him. So she goes and visits him for his first game. Grandpa's there. She hangs out with Grandpa, has a good time. And then um he's like okay, why don't you just come home with me? And she's like, no, I don't want to do that. Take me to my hotel. And he gets all kind of, like, butthurt that she doesn't want to sleep with him and blows up at her and just, like, I knew, you know, she basically tells him, I can't sleep with you because I'm in love with you, newsflash, and I can't do this to myself anymore. I can't sleep with you because it will mean more to me than it will mean to you, and I don't want to do that to myself. And it's just destroying me. And he says, I should have known that you were going to, you know, be the immature. Like, he just goes off the freaking rails. Yes. <laughs> and, and says horrible things horrible to her. Horrible things to her. So she gets pissed, justifiably, leaves, and, um, and then they don't talk for a while until... Like three months? Yeah, until his grandfather passes away and she comes to the funeral and... In that time before his grandfather passes away, his grandfather talks to him about, like, I have misled you in my dying, you know, moments. I do not care at all about football. I only can think about my time with your grandmother. And I wish that you would, you know, realize that that's what's more important. And I want... And I, that I was wrong in and telling that I was, you. Yeah, and that you should go get the girl. So then at the funeral, Mac is like oh no, what have I done? And he goes and he tells Freya, he like tries, like, I want to talk to you. And he tells her that he loves her and that he wants to be with her. And she's like, too little, too late, bro. Like, what do you want? Yeah, just because I show up at your funeral. And also she justifiably is like, um, you are not in the right headspace to be making decisions like this right now. And, um, anyway... So then he has to make grand gesture and come back and try to win her. He brings her a kitten and on her birthday. On her birthday while she's on a date. And um which is not his first time doing that. Uh and they live happily ever after. Okay. Now ask me what I think about the conversation. What what do you make of all that? Well, I had a hard time with Ever so many things in this yeah. conflict. Um, the fact that he never went to her once before he left and said, that "My," he never even told her that his grandfather was sick. Yeah, like she didn't even know that. Yeah, because and, there, there's some there's like some days between when he finds out that, and she can tell that there's something going on with him, and she's like about a week. Yeah, and she's like, "What's up?" Like I can tell that you're not fully here, and he's like, "No, I'm fine." And um, and then he kind of makes the decision to leave and then tells her. And then he says, I'm leaving. But he never, if he'd come to her and just said, my grandfather has cancer, he's dying, 
and I want to go and join this other team, then, I don't know, it just seems weird that even if they weren't having sex, if that wasn't even a thing in the in the mix, <clears throat> if they were just friends, wouldn't you go yeah. to a friend and consult a friend on, man, I've got this all this going on in my life. What do you think I should do? I'm thinking of doing this. I mean, okay, so here's here's my honest thing, because... During that scene when he's telling her, I did think she was being sometimes unfair with some of the things she was saying because it's like, he's going through it. And I also think that in general, especially, I think men are just going to like internalize crap like that. I think women and just try to try to fix things without. Yes. I I agree. And I think it's our natural inclination as women to be like. I want to talk it out with my mom. I want to talk it out with my girlfriends. I want to, you know, blah, blah, blah. I want to talk it to death. But I do not do not think that that's a male thing to do necessarily. And I do understand that he, like, made this decision and then just, he didn't want to talk to too many people about it because he was afraid they would talk him out of it. Yes. And he, and so, you know, when he goes to her and he tells her, like, and, and I think at one point she's just like, you know, how and he does tell her at the wedding reception, which is kind of dickish. Tell oh, he tells her he's leaving at the wedding reception. Yeah, um, I don't know. There's certain things in that scene where I was kind of on his side a little bit, just because I'm like, you have to understand, he is in like a bad place, and he's making yes rash decisions, but it's what he feels he needs to do. Like he felt like. You know, I need right. to do this for my grandfather. And so, and I don't think, like, you can begrudge him that necessarily, even if you think it's him making a bad but decision. But even then, he he alludes to the fact that, um, you know, we're just friends anyway. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what sets her off. You know, it's okay if I leave because we're just friends anyway. Yeah. And that's kind of what... No, I agree. Like, his... He he still says some, like, asshole-ish things to her in leaving. I don't know. I think in that moment, I was willing to, like, give him some leeway because he was just kind of a little heartbroken. I guess just what I'll say is in that first argument, I wasn't as angry with him. I was upset with him, but I, I didn't feel like he handled it that poorly. I wasn't that angry at him. However, <laughs> and then <laughs> but then um the second argument where she comes and visits um and you know, he's all pissed off because she's been like ghosting him. You know, and I get some of that because like they're supposed to be friends, but also it's like bro read the room. Yeah. Like you I can't mean, tell what's going on. She's kind of brokenhearted. Yeah. And um and she's essentially at that point expressed to him that it was meaning more to her. Like she hasn't said like the L word at that point, but he still has to know that she's got feelings for yeah. him. And um and the things that he says are so out of bounds. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. I was just like, oh, 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 like literally out loud. I made that noise. Um, yeah. Because uh, it was just like, brah, 
that was cold blooded. Yeah, and extraordinarily harsh. Yeah, and she, you know, and also it's slightly. Um, I mean, he doesn't like. He doesn't overstep any bounds, but. I would say that his thing of just, like, why can't we just, like, sleep together? I need you. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it has it has some of that, like, connotations. And um, she, so I was, like, so firmly, like, team her in that argument where, um, yeah, where she's just like, I love you. I fell in love with you, and you straight up left. And well, and not just that, but it's like, and I can't have you stringing me along. I can't yeah. keep jumping in bed with you because it's too hard on me. Yeah, and then and he like then is like, um, I should have known that like you wouldn't be able to handle this. Like, yeah, you'd be so immature because and... you you're an over like he says like, bolt some bullshit to her. Yeah, and um. Anyway, so, yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. And so that was pretty gnarly. <laughs> and I was like, Mac. And to the point where it's like, you know, when, when I'm thinking about Mac, like, that is all I'm thinking about is that what he said in that moment. And I'm just like, that is yeah. not a great look, my, no. guy, my guy. Um, And I don't know. Well, and then... Because then she just, then there's like three months that pass and they don't interact and they don't, but, um. But they're both still like heartbroken over each other. each other. Um. And to me, I felt that what he did required way more groveling than he did. Correct. Agreed. I think she took him back way too quick and got in- engaged. I mean, it wasn't just, you know, oh, we're back together. It's. Oh, okay, let's get married. It, I mean, it was like he came back and, you know, I don't know. I just felt like he needed to be there for a little while. Yeah. He needed to work on it a little bit. He needed to, you know, wear her down a little more and not yeah. just have her, okay, you know. I, you brought me again. <laughs> I don't know. I just. Yeah, I mean. I get, but then if they drag it out too long, I would have complained about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. About, I would have complained about it taking too long, but um, I don't know. I really felt like she should have made him work a little harder for it. I don't know that I needed them to get engaged. I I would agree with that. Um, I think that, she, I mean, honestly, I would have honestly loved if he proposed and she was just like, Let's give it a minute. <laughs> Let's just wait and see. Because... Let's make sure you're not going to move to Glasgow on me again. Yeah, exactly. Um, like, thanks. Appreciate you. <laughs> but I want to, like, hang on for a minute. I don't know. But um, that wouldn't be romance novel material, I guess. Right. Um, yes. I also... This is completely off the subject, but I'm going to say it anyway. His situation with Cammy is that from another book or because I really felt like we needed more information on that. Well, I couldn't. I kept thinking that his beef with Santino because she left him for a lawyer, so I thought that that it was like oh oh that's gonna be Santino. Yeah. But then it's like it's not. It's his sister that yeah. has the thing with Santino. Yeah, because she left him for a lawyer. So and. 
They kept alluding to that there was something else that went on there. Maybe it is in a previous book. I don't know. I don't know if it's in a previous. So if someone, it would have to be only in the payback book because that's the only one I haven't read. But um, yeah, if someone could enlighten me on that, I'd appreciate it. But um, that storyline I felt like was kind of weird that there was no follow through on that. The Santino one and Tilly, obviously, is going to turn up in the next book. Yep. Obviously. Um, and it's going to turn out that Santino is not the dirtbag that Mac thinks he is. Well, he's about to be a romance hero, so he better not be. And I don't know if our listening audience is familiar with the movie Mac and Me, but anytime <laughs> she would say Mac, Mac and, it's and a me. terrible, terrible... It's an E.T. like knockoff that was produced by McDonald's, McDonald's. and it shows... Well, um, if you've ever watched Paul Rudd on Conan O'Brien, yeah, every time Paul Rudd goes on Conan O'Brien, he brings a clip of this movie. And that movie, and it's a ridiculous clip, and it's a ridiculous movie, but that movie is Mac and Me. It's like my favorite bit though, ever. <laughs> I love it. And it's, he's been relentless and endured. And so, yeah, I mean, he's been God doing bless it for him, Paul like Rudd. almost 30 years at this point. And if you haven't ever, go on YouTube and look up Paul Rudd on Conan O'Brien because yeah, it's, it's great. It's quite entertaining. Anyway, um, so anytime Freya would say Mac and Me, I, that, that, I would always think of that movie. And it really took us out of it. Um, <laughs> The other thing I'll say about the conflict is I was already pissed at him from, I already had residual piss-offedness at him from that, you know, hotel parking lot blow up. Um, But then when he, like, corners her at the funeral and is trying to tell her, like, but I love you. And she's like, bitch, please. Yeah. Um, I was also angry at him in that moment. Maybe less, but I'm like, you cannot say what you said to her. And then the next time you see her. Yeah. Just be like, oh, but I love you. Throw the I love you at her. My guy? (laughs) No. (laughs) Like, yeah. Without any context. I mean, if he at least built up to it and because it just came out of the blue. Yeah. Like if he at least got down on his hands and knees and, and groveled and yeah. said, I was so awful. I, the things I said were terrible. Yeah. That's not the way I feel. And then like built into it somewhat. And like, even Rowan said, you mean you didn't explain why you yeah. love her or anything? And he's like, no, I did. It's <laughs> just like, oh my gosh, dude, seriously. Yeah. That was pretty rough as well. I guess um, the story here, I, I mean, I guess the, the thing here is even though she was the one that was inexperienced with sex, he's the one that was inexperienced with relationships. relationships. He was not. She didn't feel she was good at sex. He was not good at relationships. Yeah. So, Ooh, my dog is in rare he's form really, tonight. Really a snore in there. <laughs> he's so cute, though. Um, yes. So that is the conflict. What? Let's talk about sex, baby. Yes. There, um, yes. There's sex. There's sex. Uh, I don't know. We're, we're broken people now. <laughs> um, I've, I've read worse. It wasn't. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say it was exactly mom friendly, but I wouldn't say it was not mom friendly. Is that fair to say? Correct. Um, I, yeah. I mean, it's Amy Dodds and I think, yeah, I think it helps like having experience with her. She's like, she's like. Tessa Dare Light. Yeah. I remember the Gareth books, though, because they were, like, into... Well, there's there's moments where, I mean, and I think especially for this one where it's, um, you know, she's a budding sexual uh, deviant. Um, 
that there's, you know, she's just trying stuff. So it's, it doesn't get too crazy. Um, I thought that the car wash sex was kind of funny. That was funny, but an eight minute car wash. That's what I kept (laughs) thinking too. I was like, our car wash needs to be more thorough apparently because ours would not be eight minutes long. I can, I don't think, I, I wouldn't even get in the back seat in time and well, me personally. You would not. <laughs> you would not get in the back seat. I'd be stuck between front seat and back seat when we pulled out. But, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, an eight minute car wash. That just seems. Especially for like a drive through one. Yeah, seriously. I mean, maybe eight minutes if it's like people hand washing it. But, um, my car wash routine is I take whatever my jam is and at that current moment oftentimes it's RuPaul music and I blast it to like the highest that my car volume can go and I boogie while you're going through the car wash. While I'm going through the car wash in neutral and that's essentially what they were doing. It's basically like your own discotheque like your own personal just like and you got the colored foam and you got the lights yeah it's it's great I highly recommend it's a definite like mood booster. Um what was your swooniest moment besides the car wash sex? <laughs> car wash. Ooh, I don't Steve. Know that that was my swooniest moment. I would say that my swooniest moment was you know, I liked him delivering the kitten. I mean, I liked them that was mine. delivering the kittens to people. And um and then I liked him taking her to the farm to see the horses. Yes. Because his thing was always, she needs someone who sees her. And him, oh, this was a good one, too. Um, When she wears the plaid. Oh, yeah. And, and he, he just, just like, cannot handle it. Yes. And so he goes from that to, oh, I'm moving and I don't ever want to see you again. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty busted. Um. Okay. Let, those are our thoughts. So let's hear from y'all on what you guys think. Natalie says, it's been a while since I read this one. I remember liking it, but not loving it and thinking the heroine was unrealistically naive. Mm -hmm. Also, at the time, I had never seen Heartland, but have since watched a few episodes, and now I get what they are talking about. Because I have to give it a shot. Yeah. I think it's like a ABC Family type show. Oh, it sounds like a Hallmarky. Hallmarky. Yeah. I mean, it's all the same thing. Okay. Tiernan. Oh my gosh, your dog. <laughs> He's doing his, you know, usual thing. Tiernan says, this is my suggestion for our summer reading list. I love this book so much. I really wanted to be on the podcast for this book. Oh, Tiernan. Oh, you should have told us. You should have told us. We would let you be on. Yeah, basically. If I ever win, I will bring it up, LOL. That being said, I do have some quibbles. Freya is so naive and it got annoying. I did not like the party scene in the beginning with Never Have I Ever. I wasn't a fan of the girls that worked in the shop. They could have utilized Freya's talent more and held, and I, and held her back. I've only read this in the next book in the series... So that may be why I don't care for them because I don't know their stories. And Freya's use of the phrase, the sex, 
Now for why I love this book. Mac and Freya's friendship was amazing and I loved their banter and love lessons. My swooniest scene was when Mac saw Freya at the Highland Games. Oh, yep. In his plaid and she thought he was mad and then kissed her in front of everyone. Swoon. I rarely cry when I read, but I was a mess during the part when Mac drives Freya back to her to her hotel when she comes to visit him after he moves back to play in Scotland. The things he says to her about being about her being too mature to have a relationship with her and that it was a mistake killed me. It was so well written and realistic. I also loved the scene after his grandfather's funeral when he told Freya he loved her and she said she slept with someone else. So good. The grand gesture at the end with the new cat was great. I could go on and on, but I'm I'm so happy this made the list. It gives me Melt For You vibes, which is author, another one of my favorites. Uh, I understand if this book isn't for everyone, but it's definitely one of my top five romances. Melt For You is J.T. Geisinger. Geisinger. Um... Yeah, and we really loved Melt for You. Um, yeah, I uh, agree. Obviously, you feel, like, more strongly about it in the positive than I do. Um, I was just too angry in that scene at the hotel to <laughs> get um, too emotional. I did almost cry at one point, and I can't remember what it was now. Um... I did. I just can't. I can't remember. Can't either. I, I teared up too and I can't remember. It was something towards the end. Yeah. Um, Ashley says, I'll be honest. I read this last year. and remember absolutely nothing about this book. I gave it a three stars on Goodreads. So I didn't hate it, but it obviously wasn't that memorable to me. Um, I can see that. I can see that too. <laughs> um, Cassie says, OMG, audiobooks save the day once again. I read this as a Kindle book back in March and didn't connect with it. I even ended up skimming quite a bit. But this time, but time and time again, the universe proves to me that audiobook is the superior book format for me. Listening to the audio version of this book absolutely saved it for me this time around. Uh, Will Watts' Scottish accent was something else. Fire emoji, fire emoji, fire emoji. Mm. This was such a great friends to lovers story. Mac and Freya's chemistry was fantastic, and I swooned a few times over um, their romance while reading. I was rooting for these two throughout, and I felt their heartbreak when they were hurting each other in the third act breakup. It wasn't quite a five-star read for me because of Freya's constant talk about her weight, even at the very end when she was saying she wanted to breastfeed forever to keep losing weight, and also because it was a bit over the top how naive Freya was when it came to anything relating to sex. But those two things aside, I loved this book. Yeah, Amy Dawes always has, like, pretty good audiobooks. I know that you read one where she had kind of, like... It was, like, play... It was acted out, kind of. It was... Yeah. I can't remember which one it was. Um, and I I mean, I, there's a lot of people who talk... Where there was a, a bit of conversation going on about the audiobooks in the thread, and it was making... Because I am kind of interested in the rest of the series, just because... You know, I like Amy Dawes. Um, so I was thinking maybe I would get them on audiobook and listen That's a good idea. to some of the other ones in audiobook format. Um, we actually saw, I think it was at KissCon? No, Book Bonanza, I think. No. We saw her at... Book Bonanza. Book Bonanza and the Vegas one. And the Vegas one. Um, and I think she was on a panel where they talked about, yeah, with Penny Reed, where they talked about audiobooks. Um, a book bonanza. Yeah. 
Um, and that was pretty interesting. So she obviously feels very strongly about like the production of her um, audiobooks. Yeah. Audiobooks. Um, Georgina says, it's been a while since I have been able to finish a Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club book on time, so I'm happy I got to finish this one. In general, I think the book was fine. I didn't hate it, but I also didn't love it. I'll start with what I liked. The narrators for the book were amazing. Will Watt and Charlotte Cole did a great job at switching between accents and bringing these characters to life. I didn't even mind this new trend of the male-female narrator speaking their dialogue in the other person's POV. This has been throwing me off recently with some audiobooks, and I don't know if it's a new trend or I just hadn't experienced it before this year. Now, on to what I didn't like. Warning. I should state that this is completely biased and based on my own personal experience. As a person who struggles with body image issues, it was hard to be in Freya's head listening to the same voices and arguments I try to silence in my mind every day. In general, I can read books that address issues that I personally struggle with, and I usually come out with a different perspective or at least a sense of understanding and feeling that I'm not alone in battling these demons. However, I did not get any of that from this book, and maybe that's okay. It was not its main purpose, and at the end, Freya acknowledges her self-worth, does not settle for less than what she deserves, and gets her HEA. Good for her. I just don't feel like her body image issues were appropriately addressed or solved in the story. Even at the end, she's gloating about losing weight because of breastfeeding. I know everyone has a different journey. This just didn't sit well with me. Since I was dealing with all the stuff above, I did not con connect with the love story as much as I would have liked. However, I did like the main characters and their banter. I'm happy they got their HEA. But is it just me or did the end feel a little convoluted? We got an external conflict thrown in with the grandfather's illness, but the characters both reacted as if it was a separation created by their own personal issues. This was not even miscommunication, but weird character regression. I just couldn't believe that these now very close friends would turn their backs on each other that easily. Yes, they were both going through a lot, and but I feel like they would have supported each other instead of going back into their shells and hurting each other in the process. In the end, I did swoon over the final Never Have I Ever Seen, and I'm always here for a fun sports romance and Scottish accents. So I'm not read I I'm not mad I read it and would try another book from this author in the future. Um Georgina total valid feelings on the body image issues. Yes. I would agree that like her um there could have been more re resolution on the body image thread of the story. I yeah. would agree with that. Yeah. And then like she pointed out, even in the, in the epilogue, she's talking about, oh, I want to keep breastfeeding forever so that I can lose weight. And it's like, yeah. oh, I'm not sure it always works that way, but. Yeah. I mean, I know it works for some people differently than others, but. Um, and yeah, apparently I'll have to check out the audiobook because y'all have feelings. Um, Catherine says, honestly, I thought her decision to just drink at everything was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Um, it definitely, like, helped move along the story as well. Um, Victoria says, okay, I'll start by being a, a bit of a bitch here, but 
monodimensional characters, often not completely believable. A cohort of happily married friends that I assume were in other books, and a fast resolution to turn proposal, turn let's have a baby, because of course you get married without even discussing the crap you said to each other, and yet it somehow worked. Sometimes when you read a book is more important of how good the book actually is, and I guess I needed something light to reset my brain from all the angst, and this was it. Yes. I mean, we're constantly saying that. I'm always uneasy with the virgin heroine trope because it's easily glorified by the male character, but I have to say it was handled quite well here with only one caveman line. Success. I agree with that. Um, Yes, it's sometimes, especially when it's modern virginal heroines, it's often like, yes, I am the only man who's the only man that's been in her. Um... And you do feel that, like, moment where she's, like, no, I slept with somebody else. Like, screw you. And, was, <laughs> and when I found out it was fake, I was like, yeah, you tell him. Yeah. Because I was so pissed at him at that point. Um, But I would agree that, like, it's never handled in a, like, um, propriety, proprietary way with, like, I don't know. Especially in this book where... Well, first of all, they're just supposed to be friends, and he's just kind of doing it to help her out, and yeah, but he still kind of goes a little caveman-y on it. Yeah. Um, Okay, I don't think Freya's body image issues, however, were handled as well. Also, Freya's naivete about all things sex or the sex was a bit difficult to buy, and the never have I ever seen made me cringe so bad. I kind of hated her constant... We're in a fight now. It felt juvenile and repetitive. Mac was all stereotypes of Scottish man should be, and I was here for it, until that conversation in the car. That felt excessively harsh for someone who'd been her best friend until then. But he slowly redeemed himself. Stray observations. In five years living in the UK, I never heard anyone say bloody hell. I was going to say the same of Crikey, too, but my line manager used it this morning. (laughs) Um, And then the author has clearly never lived in the UK. For example, no one hands a credit card in a supermarket. I mean, we barely do in the U.S. Um, They did seem more advanced there. Like, when we went, I know, like, the waiters would just bring the card swiper to the table which now we do more here, but when we went to England, that was, like, something I hadn't seen before. Well, I think that's especially, like, kind of more common with, um, like, independent places, like, independent chains and things like that. Um, But you're saying, like, you never just, like, put your card in a, like, billfold and And hand it off to them. Hand it to them, yeah. They didn't do that there. Okay. I didn't notice that. You didn't notice that because you didn't pay for anything. Correct. (laughs) Um, okay, Laura says, I've read and listened to it on audio since its release. I will say there are moments when Freya acts like an 18-year-old instead of the 30-year-old she is. She has immature tendencies that are hard to get past at certain points in the story. I have always had an issue when plus-size heroines are depicted on the page, and the reason they can't find love is because of their size. The fatphobic tendencies and thoughts slash comments got to be too much at times. Here's what I will say about that. Um... You create issues, you look for reasons in your head 
why romance is not happening in your life and it is by far the easiest to go to body image issues. Yes, I would agree with you. I mean, I know that you, I know, like, because you kind of felt the same way when you were a teenager and things weren't happening for you and you were like, yes, I was so fat. I wasn't so fat, though. I know. I, I wish I was that fat again. <laughs> I know, but that's what I'm saying is it's like you. But that was my thought at the time was. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm a fat tub of goo, which I was not. Yeah, you were like stick skinny. Yeah, I was really skinny. You bitch. Compared to um, me. I mean, compared to me now, definitely. No, and I I did the I mean, it's a it's a vicious cycle, is what I will say. Um and uh I don't know. So that's why I said like I get that that it's it's a lot for people who either have Im- who, who have those problems themselves or just don't like to see that portrayal on the page. But I do think, like, in my experience, it's fairly authentic to, in thinking about, especially her who's a virgin and it's and not by choice. I mean, it's just that that's... Well, and she actually had... Ex- had- experiences where she went on date tinder dates and they were straight up awful to her yeah and that would be hurtful and would mess with your psyche well and even if you don't even i mean like because even if you go on dates and they don't say crap to you you still in your brain are like they took one look at me and thought i was too fat because that's just how you that's just what you do that's just what our brains do to to us ourselves and i and you know what that is a C-U-N-T. That's right. Um, but I'm just saying, to me, it felt sadly authentic to the 30-year-old virginal overweight girl, is what I will say on that front. Okay. Man, you're kind of breaking my heart tonight, Ellen. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I'm just, you know, I'm being real. Laura <laughs> continues. Um... I'm not negating your feelings, Laura. I'm just expressing my own in reply to your own knowledge of this situation. Yeah, which I don't know what Laura's got going on, but um, that's just my take in reply to your take. Um, She said, I did love the communication and friendship between Mac and Freya. Just picturing a huge footballer watching Heartland with his bestie is great. His family was so sweet to see as well. His grandfather was just so precious. Made me miss my own so much. Overall, this is a classic Amy Dawes rom-com. As mentioned by others, the audio is the best way to enjoy this story for sure. Um, Okay, like-minded Lori. Let's see what you got. I read this quite a while ago because everyone in Romancelandia seemed to be recommending it. I think it has developed a reputation as a gold standard friends to lovers fan favorite. It sort of felt like required reading if I was going to call myself a romance reader. Here are my book review notes from back when I read it. I really liked the rapport between Mac and Freya. Their bickering and bantering was loads of fun to read. Their chemistry was great, and I loved how they both clearly wanted more. What I didn't love was Freya's extreme insecurities and Mac's cluelessness and tunnel vision. Mac's decision to transfer to Glasgow and how he told Freya was just horrible. It could have tanked his career, and it did tank their deepening relationship and made me sad that it took his grandpa's death for Mac to finally figure out his truth as opposed to letting his grandpa 
see Mac truly happy with Freya before he died. I didn't love that his very necessary apology and the proposal were on the same day. I really needed more groveling to have happened first. However, I found the epilogue to be pretty fantastic. I loved seeing how great the relationship was once they truly learned, leaned into being friends and lovers. Amy Dawes' writing is great. She has a new release that just dropped this week, which is a single dad slash nanny trope, and it's already waiting for me on my Kindle. Um... I'm pretty sure like-minded Lori is still like-minded Lori because she pretty much hit all the points that we made already. Yeah. Um, Shannon says, I really liked this book, although I have many issues with it. I thought Freya's and Mac's friendship was very sweet. I loved that they could just hang out and be with each other. The banter was hilarious. My family is Scottish and I could relate to the stubborn, mulish behavior of someone who has their heels dug in. When they became friends plus more, I was not thrilled. It made her seem inferior to him, and he felt like it was his place to fix her. It just didn't sit well with me. I would have rather they had a fling because of a drunken night, and they gave in to their mutual attraction for each other. Freya's, that's actually pretty good. And then, like, maybe she, and then they're like, well, but you could still use some more experience. So, blah, 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 blah. Um... Freya's body issues were also a bit of a problem for me. She was constant with her internal struggles and yet seemed fine socially. Unless you are some guy named Javier. Uh, Yeah, some of that was a bit extreme as well. The whole tongue-tied around Javier-ness of it all. Um, As someone with body issues, if you have that much negative self-talk about your body, it would also be reflected in your behavior socially. Um, I would agree with that as well. Freya seemed to have a lot of self-acceptance socially. She was outspoken and brash. I just found her character to be conflicting. I mean, I think some of that is that she's with her buddies, though, and I think... Yeah, and that, I think that's kind of why she was tongue-tied around Javier is because she get, she because of her insecurities. Yeah, and, I mean, definitely. I think that's for sure. Um, and, and he's kind of, like, the only person that we don't see, like, within her friend group. Right. Um... So, that we see her interact with, I guess. Um, As for Mac, he has a hard head. I was not at all happy with how he dealt with his grandfather dying. He tells no one that he is upset and that the man he has admired his whole life is dying. Not either of his best friends. He just drops everything, tells no one, and moves to Scotland. He was awful to her when she came to visit him as a friend. He was cruel and she gave in to his apology way too quickly. He needed to really humble himself after what he did to her. But despite all that, I loved them together when when they were together and I loved the little Canadia uh, added in there. Although, as a Canadian myself, I have never watched Heartland. I loved the swoony moment when he sees her in his family tartan and must kiss her. Um, that is a big statement to a Scott and again makes Mac a moron when he didn't figure out she was in love with him. I'll leave it there because I've rambled long enough. I'll definitely reread it again, even with the flaws, because when they were together, it was almost perfect. Um, yeah. I agree. Agree. Uh, Jen says, overall, I liked this book, but like others have mentioned, Freya's body issues and Mac's stubbornness were really frustrating to read. Plus, if I never hear the terms maiden tag and dirty Sanchez, it will be too soon. Um, yeah, both of those were pretty, pretty rough. Um, I was really intrigued by Santino in this book, so I read his book called Replay, A Second Chance Romance with Mac's sister Tilly. I liked Replay more than Blindsided. In it, Freya is pregnant and has finished Heartland and is now binging Bridgerton in this book, LOL. (laughs) Um, That's pretty great. Yeah, and support. Um, 
Precious says, still reading but enjoying this. Really like the friends to lovers pacing. A common complaint is insta-lust. This is a way around it. This book has many memorable scenes and my memory sucks. Precious, welcome to the club. <laughs> I'm also terrible. And then finally we have Ruthie who says, so I saw this on our list and got the author mixed up with Carla Sorensen who has a lot of really good sports romances, by the way. Anyway, I excitedly borrowed the book from KU, Kindle Unlimited, and then was sad to see I had borrowed it before and apparently gave up around 20%. I couldn't remember why it was a DNF, so I started it again, but sort of remember something felt repetitive or cheesy for me. But it's rare for me to not finish, so who knows. What I like so far are descriptions of Freya's physical characteristics from Max POV. As a heavier girl myself, there are times that shamefully I have trouble imagining the chemistry when I read about people with real bodies. Some authors who write it super well are Talia Hibber and Olivia Dade. The setup so far about her figure and his attraction for her was well done. I would agree with that. Although I had to get used to the word Bonnie. <laughs> Maybe as others said above, Freya's own POV image issues were a struggle um, for me. What I didn't like is that I haven't read any of the other books, so I found all the couple naming cumbersome and just felt late to the party. Maybe someone can tell me if the rest of the series is good. I would say yes. We, I We liked the rest of the series. Um, but I would def if you like want the whole experience, definitely start with the Harris Brothers series and not just this series. Well, and Challenge is the first book. I well, there's the sister has a book. Yeah, is that like that's a like a point five um, and Vi then... Vi and Hayden. Yeah. And then, uh... Oh, I'm not gonna know them all. Uh, it's Indy. Because she had all the different colored glasses. Mm -hmm. I remember that. And Camden. Okay. And then... That sounds right. And then the... Then her... Then the gal she works with and Camden's brother. <laughs> I can't remember them all. Anyway, yes, we like them. Um... So my final opinion is back to Ruthie. Alas, won't be known. I had recently decided to cut back and take a break from Kindle Unlimited. I thought I had until the end of the month to read it, but it disappeared Saturday night while I was trying to finish this one. Uh. Then I came and checked out the comments, and I guess I'll let this one go. Although I've already been tempted by the three months free trial Kindle Unlimited is trying to get me to do. That's how they get you. That's how they get you, Ruthie. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I think more or less we're all on the same page that yeah. he could, he got frustrating in the conflict. Sometimes her body image issues were cumbersome and yes, but still overall an enjoyable read. Yes. Um, any final thoughts from you? Um, no, as always, I feel like we've ragged on it, but I, I did enjoy reading it and yeah. I, and, um, I enjoyed and I hope I haven't, writing. like, brought down the room yeah. with all of my... Yeah, because I, I would definitely put it in the plus column, and I love Amy Dawes' writing, and yeah, absolutely. But I'm saying I hope I haven't brought down the room with my own personal... Yeah, seriously. Jeez. Insecurities. I'm just, I'm just being real. <laughs> I don't front. <laughs> okay, good. I was worried that you were fronting. <laughs> Okay, um, so those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on Blindsided by Amy Dawes. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, which is Not Your Mom's Facebook group, our Goodreads group, our Twitter and Instagram, which are both at Not Your Mom's Rom, or you can email us at Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you would like to suggest a book for us to read, we'd love to hear from you. On 
June 27th. We will be chatting about Seven Days in June by Tia Williams. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free. Don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show. And we just love to read them. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Mom. Ellen, you're so welcome. Mm, Bye. Bye. Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts.